This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share his love. Today, Pastor Ryan Bibb, Pastor Josh Harama, and myself, JB, get to talk a little bit more about Pastor Ryan's message on the Holy Spirit. It's the second message in this series that Pastor Ryan taught this past Sunday. Today, we'll be talking a little bit more about what it means to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we'll also be reminded that the Holy Spirit is not weird. People are weird. There's no need to be afraid of the move of the Holy Spirit. Here's Ryan, Josh, and myself with this edition of Radiant Reflections. Well, good morning and welcome to another episode of Radiant Reflections. My name is Josh Herma, joined once again by my co-host, Pastor Ryan Bibb, who will talk now. Thank you. There you go. That's all. That's all. Do you have anything you want to say? No? no? Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Thanks this is... Uh, there, oh, tuning in. Tuning in. It sounds like it's like a radio program. That's... Kind of feels that way sometimes. It'd be fun to be on the radio, I think. <clears throat> Except for all the, you know, I've been in radio studios a couple of times, and the numbers of buttons they have to push, like, while they're, they're like, doing what JB does and what we're doing and what, like, it's nuts. And, like, everything is, like, you've got six and a half seconds to say this. Like, it's so, in a sense, rigid. But, I mean, I, it's it's impressive to watch the guys actually do it. So, but... Anyways, thanks for tuning in <laughs> to episode 45 of Radiant Reflections. We are continuing our series here at Radiant Life called Holy Spirit, where we are exploring Holy Spirit. So we're, uh, we're jumping in to talk about uh, the latest installment, which was part two in our Holy Spirit series. That is what we'll unpack today. But first, uh, I want to throw this out there for those of you that are listening or watching. We are nearly... Uh, up to our 50th episode. I'm not a mathematician, but 45 and 50 are pretty close together. So we want to do something uh, a little fun for our 50th episode. We want you, the listeners, the watchers, to decide what we talk about. And the way you do this is by sending in questions. It'll be kind of a, we'll call it like a ask the pastors. We'll do a, we'll do a, a panel. We'll have Pastor JB, Pastor Brandon, Pastor Ryan, uh, and myself. And you can just send in questions. If you don't send any questions, we'll just then we're it. not doing that. We're we'll just do something we'll, else. <laughs> we'll just stare at the camera for thirty-five minutes and and see if anything good comes out. Um, no, you can send those questions to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's an email address. Podcast at theradiantlife.church. Uh, it can be anything. It can be theological. It can be faith-based. It can have nothing to do with faith. I don't know if we'll have an answer for all your questions, but. But there you go. So you decide where we go with our 50th episode. So, Oh, and and uh, of all the questions that are submitted that we address in the podcast, we will choose one at random, and the, the winner will get a $20 Five Lakes uh, gift card. So there you go. So if, if that incentivizes, incentivizes, incentivizes you uh, to send in your questions, there you go. There you go. So Holy Spirit. We're going to jump in right now. I want, to, I want to start with this quote by Charles Stanley. I had, I had mentioned last week that we'll, we'll reference different resources. And this is out of Charles Stanley's book, Living in the Power of the Holy Spirit. He says this, We never spiritually outgrow our dependency upon the Holy Spirit. The exact opposite is true. The more mature we are in the faith and the more, more intimate our relationship with our Heavenly Father, 
the more dependent we must be on the Holy Spirit. That's Charles Stanley from Living in the Power of the Holy Spirit. That's a good book. Short little read uh, if anyone's looking for more resources because there are a boatload of them out there. Do you have Do you have any? I know in your messages, Ryan, you've referenced uh, John Bevere's book. Uh, are there any other resources you would point people to at this stage in the series to if they really want to do a deep, deep dive into Holy Spirit? I think uh, Francis Chan's book, Forgotten God, is a good one. Um, Pastor Robert Morris out of Gateway Church in Texas wrote a book, The God I Never Knew. That one's a good one, too. Those are really good resources for you. And, uh, yeah, just help you. I really like Robert Morris's one. It's really, really fun. Cause well, he, he's, he's just a fun, like, I mean, if, if, if anyone's never heard him speak, I mean, he's a, just a fun communicator. Yeah. And he he tells a story in there about uh, one of he he had a background in a certain denomination, and that denomination he had a professor say, "If any church talks about the Holy Spirit, um, run away from it." And he's like, he realizes as he got older, he's like, "They're telling me to run away from God in a sense, right?" Um, but it, it's just really good. It was uh, uh, I related really well to that book. And what he has into it as far as like not hearing a whole lot about Holy Spirit growing up or even theological training that, you know, pastors go to seminary for or whatever. It's like, yeah, it was just really interesting. It's a very good read. Which, good okay, so we'll, we're going to jump ahead a little bit because I think it, it, it dovetails nicely into what, what you're saying there. In, your, in uh, the message in part two of the Holy Spirit series, you talked about very briefly about an experience you had as a, as a middle school student. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And how and how in in that in that uh, part of the message you you talked about how you know you've seen Holy Spirit abused not having a whole lot of background you know like like you just said with with Holy Spirit uh, do you think it was it really was it really abuse of the Spirit or was it just like you're dude this is I have no uh, no point of reference to understand what's going on and you're just like this is really weird. Uh, I don't, you know, because both, know. it was both at the time. I didn't have a point of reference. So absolutely at the time in the moment, this is weird. However, having more background, having more knowledge, understanding scripture, more understanding who the Holy Spirit is more, um, hindsight, I can say that was abuse. Um, I, tr- I truly believe that. Just based on what we see in scripture. And we based on what I see on that, scripture you know, um, and understanding, um, Tongues, understanding that, and having to have interpretation present, and there not being any, and it's just bursting out in tongues all over the place. Um, you know, as, as a junior high kid, you sit there and look, and you're like, yeah, in the moment, what is happening? What is happening? Um, it looked chaotic. But then you understand what Paul says in First Corinthians and about having to have interpretation there if the language tongues is used, and it wasn't there. Those types of things, and and in the, the whole in the whole thing about um, the man-made sensationalism, and what does that look like, and why is that person grabbing a flag and running up and down the aisles and acting crazy right now, right? Uh, type stuff. So, yeah, in the moment, no, had no point of reference. It seemed chaotic, crazy. Like, what is happening? This has not happened where I my background of church at all, and then understanding more of scripture. But yeah. 
Which, okay, let's, I mean, this is going down a little bit of a rabbit trail. So if you have to rein me in, then so be it. But, you know, we talk about, you know, in both weeks so far in this series, we've referenced the, a Christine Kane quote, mm-hmm. where she says, hey, Holy Spirit isn't weird. You know, there are weird people that represent Holy Spirit <laughs> in weird ways. Yeah. But to, to balance that, do you think, again, if you have somebody that's, that's coming into this with, with no real frame of reference for how Holy Spirit operates in their life, is it, is it possible that, you know, it would, it would seem weird to them. Holy Spirit isn't weird. They're not representing him weird, but how he manifests. You used a uh, Charles Finney. Yep. Uh, quote. Yeah. You know, he talks about this like liquid, you know, waves of love. I mean, to me, liquid like if, love. if, if what yeah. he's describing happened to me, I think I would freak out a little bit. Well, you, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like this is, it would be a weird sure. experience. Yeah. Uh, again, that doesn't make Holy Spirit weird. No, but you know, we often say we have to realize the work of Holy Spirit, um, and any work of God, that's supernatural, and we live in the natural. So there's going to be, this is, seems a little unnatural, right? Like, what does waves and waves of liquid love feel like, right? It's, <laughs> so you know, strippy, man. like he <laughs> said, it's felt like electricity going through my body. Like, yeah, that's, that's a little, but it's how the response of that. And I think that's where we talk about man-made sensationalism with the in, with the filling of the Holy Spirit, it's how do we respond with the filling and empowering of the Holy Spirit in our lives? That's where it feels weird, right? Or people, if you will, they act out in ways that are like, all right, you're just, the sensations are running a little, and you're, the response is this outburst or this, or this thing. But yeah, I mean, I, but I think we ought to get to a point as believers to understand that the supernatural, I think we ought to be, comfortable with the supernatural i'm not saying like the spiritual darkness and demons and stuff like that but god is supernatural jesus is supernatural the holy spirit is supernatural and if we're filled by his presence we ought to be we ought to feel and be comfortable with the supernatural so we're not weirded out type things yeah it could seem odd here and there but yeah okay good old charles finley i I, finney i love that quote though that i brought on sunday because Here's a Presbyterian minister who sat there and said, I'm all about the intellectual knowledge of God, and I feel like my faith is lifeless. Mm. And then he had an experience, uh, the feeling of fully understanding, like, wow. It's just cool. Well, and that's the cool thing. You know, in, in our last episode, we had the roundtable, the, the interdenominational you know, roundtable discussion. Uh, and you do see that. Like, Holy Spirit isn't bound right. uh, by... Uh, oh, well, hey, their doctrine doesn't allow for this. The Holy Spirit can show up and, and work in ways uh, regardless of what somebody's doctrinal statement says. And, I mean, you see that. You see that, you know, there are, there are charismatic movements in you know, Catholicism. There are charismatic yep. movements within, you know, Reformed tribes and within, you know, Baptist tribes. You know, it, Holy yep. Spirit isn't like, oh, I guess I can't, <laughs> I guess I can't show up there. You know? right. so. We just got to be open, right, to the person that's living in us. Yeah, yeah. So, open. so you you made uh, some parallels and you, that you took from Scripture, right, uh, between Holy Spirit and wind. And one of the things you, you talked about is how Holy Spirit puts wind back in our sails, right? Yeah. Like we get this, whew, like we're ready to go. We've, we've, got, we've got something 
uh, propelling us. But talk for just a couple of minutes. What are some things that take the wind out of our sails? Yeah. It's like all of a sudden when like you feel like you have the wind out of your sails, but you get the Holy Spirit like puts that wind back in. It's like a breath of fresh air. Like it's just like, this is good again. Um, But there are several things that take the wind out of our sails. Number one, I think it's the easiest and most obvious is just sin in your life. Is there a constant sin that's there? Now, it can be anything from an addiction to gossip to handling money incorrectly, you know, stewardship issues. It could be all sorts of things. But I think one of the key things is that idea of, is there sin in there? Because sin in our lives, absolutely, it sucks the breath out of us. It um, breaks our Heavenly Father's heart. It takes the wind out of our sails. I think pride, though, too. I think if we let pride keep in or creep in into our lives, that can take the wind out of our sails. And, uh, you know, one thing that I, I realized, like, for my own life, is just striving on your own skills and ability, relying on that. It became, at least for in, in me personally, it became just this wearisome work and exhaustion. And it was just sucking the life out of me. I just didn't have the wind in my sails anymore because I was trying so hard on my own. So it's like, so it's like you sitting on a sailboat. Your sails are like wide open. They're ready to open. Go, and you're sitting there with a straw. Yes. Yes. <sighs> trying, <Yeah. laughs> trying to move across Pretty the water. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, man, when you realize that and you just full surrender, I just can't. And Holy Spirit comes in ways, man, it's like that gust of wind that just whoosh, and your sailboat's going and you're just like, oh my gosh, why was I blowing in that straw into my sail the whole time? Like, this is so much better. So one of the other characteristics of wind and Holy Spirit that you brought up on in this message is that Holy Spirit is unpredictable. And you you went the direction and you made a, you, you made a connection to how Jesus, when what we have recorded in some of the miracles that he performed, you know, he didn't always do things the same way. And, you know, in this idea that Holy Spirit is unpredictable because if he was predictable, we would worship uh, a method or a technique rather than actually worshiping or trusting God. Uh, unpack this a little bit. Do you, do you think, and, and give some reasons why or why not, do you think a, uh, an unpredictable spirit is contradictory to the idea that God is a God of order, right? God, you know, we see woven into creation uh, systems, you know, and structure and things that if they weren't predictable, they would fall apart. Uh, how, how do we yeah, merge, you can't. merge the ideas that we serve a God who is, who is very orderly and, and in a sense systematic with, with this unpredictable nature of the Holy Spirit? Yeah, you can't get those two mixed up together because they're not one of the same. So unpack, unpack that. How are they, I mean, because okay. you know, because you say, "Hey, Holy Spirit," but why kind of I can be unpredictable wants. all day long, but still have order in my life? Here's a, here's an example. We go on a staff retreat. I'm unpredictable, guys. You guys have no idea what we're doing. I do. I have all the order planned out, but for you guys, it feels unpredictable. 
right? You didn't know where we were going two weeks ago. I did. You didn't know what every day held for you guys. It was unpredictable. Are we staying in this lodge? Are we going somewhere? It was all unpredictable, but I had the whole order planned, right? So sure. I think the problem is control. We want to control. That's why we, that's why we screw up the two. Oh, God can't be unpredictable because they have to have order. No, you like order because you want control and now you know what's going to happen. They're just completely different things. Um, unpredictable. Yeah, God can show up. in a, un, I didn't expect him to do that. But listen, God had order in it the whole time. Right? So it, it's, it's those things. You just can't. They're not, what do I want to say? Not one of the same or whatever. It's just, yeah, you don't, don't think unpredictable means God doesn't have order. God answered this prayer in an unpredictable way, but he had order through it all. He knew it. It was, it. There was order there. It wasn't chaos. It was order. So unpredictable doesn't equal chaos. Well, and unpredictable is really from our perspective. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Holy Spirit isn't a loose cannon. Be like, uh, ain't nobody nobody's going to do. Because right? I've done that. I've done that with, to you guys' staff ever since we've always taken a retreat or whatever. I've never told you guys where we're going, ever. <laughs> Until the day of. And then I give you the address or say, meet me here, then follow me to this place. I've never told you what we were doing that day. Um, unless that morning I'm going to share, hey, or have to be like, hey, tomorrow you guys can wear comfy pants because we're going to stay here all day or what, you know, whatever. But it's that unpredictable, but there's order still in the whole thing. All right, let's talk power. Oh, foot cramp. That was weird. Huh? Oh, yeah, let's talk about power. You got to stretch it. You got to stretch it. <laughs> stretch it. Uh. Oh, never had that happen in an episode. All of a sudden, a foot cramp. Huh? <laughs> I don't know how to recover. Yeah, from I don't that. know. I don't know. Let's <laughs> talk about power. Uh, so, you talk about power of the Holy Spirit. What is the power for? You know, we, we see we have access to this power. Yeah. What, what is it for? Well, it can be applied to all different areas. Um, sin. Feels like I'm going back to sin again. But uh, power of the Holy Spirit. You shouldn't go back to sin again, right? <laughs> Why not? Because you have the power of the Holy uh, uh, Spirit. See? So there you go. Um, it goes back to breaking the bondage of sin, the yoke of um, sin in our lives, addiction, whatever you have there. Um, it's the power to break it. I Because... He, this is where we have to get theologically fundamentally sound is understanding the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives is greater than the sin in our life. And there's power there and we have to lean into it because so many, I think too many believers out there today are walking around saying, well, I just, I'm an addict or I'm, I'm this or this is just who I am. No, it's not living to the power of Holy Spirit in your life to set you free from addiction. There is greater power there. And I feel like we're living into a moment where too many of us are elevating the power of sin over the power of Holy Spirit in our lives. And uh, we got to get that right. I truly believe in that. Um, you know, uh, we mentioned it in week one, I think Pastor Chris, when he had week one of the message, right? Um, the power can be directly related to any area of weakness in our lives. Allow the Holy Spirit to work on that. Um, any area that's not right in our lives, like do you have a damaged relationships in our lives? Listen, if you got bitterness in your life, I can't, sometimes I feel like I cannot forgive that person. That hurt, that's deep. There's deep bitterness there. But I lean into Holy Spirit in my life and understanding, help me to forgive. I need power beyond my own ability because I can't fix this. And I feel like on my own, I can't forgive that person. 
And I lean into Holy Spirit and lean in and realize, wow, he softens my heart and the forgiveness is there. And that's greater power than the bitterness that I'm holding on to. So those are just a couple areas, sin, weakness, things that aren't right, work relationships, family relationships, ex-spouses relationships, anything that's damaged. Um, we just got to live into the greater awareness and power of Holy Spirit. That the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives is greater than anything that we may face, that we're going through, that we're holding on to. I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm ready to set some followers of Jesus free. Okay, so I want to I go right, and this is unplanned. But, but as you're talking, no, this, this is what comes to mind. And we have, we have JB on the mic, so JB, I'll, we'll probably ask you to weigh in on this one. Okay. Um, you, you talk about recognizing that the power of, of Holy Spirit is greater than the power of sin. Right? I mean, in the, in the churchy word for this, you know, that we would probably pair with this, is sanctification or holiness, right? It's this process of, of letting Holy Spirit, uh, in a sense, defeat the sin in our life. But I want to, and for those of you that don't know, uh, my minor for my bachelor's degree was in addiction studies. Bring this into the context of like a 12-step program, right? Like, like you go, you could be sober, and JB, and this is where I would, I would love to get your input on this, right? You could be sober for 20 years, but you're still showing up every Monday and saying, hey, I'm Jimmy, I'm an alcoholic. Bring, bring this, bring what, I mean, because this is a, I, I mean, I, maybe, maybe, <laughs> I don't know for those that are listening or watching, but maybe a very practical thing. Is, is that denying? You know, because they would say, you know, like an AA or NA, or, you know, they would say you have to recognize a, a higher power. Now, that's a little bit ambiguous as to who that higher power is. Um, but is that a denial? If there's somebody who's, who's struggled with alcoholism or, or uh, substance abuse, and they're, they're a follower of Jesus, and they're, they're just trying to wade through coming to freedom, is it a denial of Holy Spirit's work in their life to show up to a meeting on Monday and say, hey, I'm Jimmy and I'm an alcoholic? Speak, and again, I'll have both of you guys, because this is a total curveball. But like as you were talking, I was like, man, how do we, let's contextualize this. Because, I mean, we're not free from substance abuse or alcoholism in our community. <laughs> uh, so this might be like a real, a real life uh, issue. I don't know, JB, do you want to go for it? Yeah, Ryan's wheels? You know, you turning. guys know my background and my story of addiction. And uh, I tried everything uh, to get sober. Like I tried AA, NA, CA, inpatient, outpatient, hippie commune out in the middle of the desert. Like I tried everything to be sober. And I had, you know, Ryan, what you said a moment ago, I had one encounter with God and specifically an encounter with the Holy Spirit and the next day, I had power. Where I never had power to say no to drugs before, I had power. Now, the interesting thing for me with AA and NA and CA, it's so interesting in the last probably few years, my understanding of that exact expression that you said, hey, my name is Josh, JB, I'm an addict, has changed. Because I felt that same way, Josh. I felt like you're lying you're free in Christ. You, you, you are, you're a brand new creature. All things have passed away. You know, I began to think about those scriptures. But th what I think is actually happening, and I can only speak for myself, is that when I say, hey, I'm Josh and I'm a drug addict, I, I can say for me, I could never say that again. That is not even on the radar. 
But I could come into a meeting having been a drug addict and say, hey, I'm Josh. I have addictive tendencies. I have a tendency towards extremes. I have a tendency towards overindulgence. I have a tendency towards uh, that kind of decision in anything in my life. And for me early on, it was drugs and it had such a grip and a hold on me. So I think for me, I'm 41 right now. I'm hoping to have another 40 or 50 years of life. For the rest of my life, I'm going to say that. You know, today, I'm not saying every day no to drugs. I don't say no anymore. It's just not even that, that day that that happened, it was over with. But I'm finding daily, I need the power of the Holy Spirit to deal with plenty of other addictions, plenty of other things. And I use that term specifically, not just struggles, not just things that everybody, like I know there are things I'm addicted to that I have to say, Holy Spirit, give me power. No, that's good. I think those organizations, they definitely serve a purpose and there's benefit to them. Oh, yeah. And they, again, 100%. this is not, this is not for those that are listening yeah. watching, this is not at all um, to, to knock them because there have been people that have yeah. definitely uh, found freedom from their addictions. Absolutely. Uh, through, through I think, programs. though, as a follower of Jesus in those organizations, what JB said, you have to realize, though, there is the power of the Holy Spirit that we have to tap into. My only concern is, you know, step one is admit. I'm Ryan, I'm an alcoholic. And understanding that. I think that what it does is it's a, it's a self-awareness to understand that I am addicted or I have addictive tendencies, which is good to understand. There's good self-awareness there that needs to happen. Now, the difference, though, is we need to tap in. It, it's, it's an act of surrender and yielding to the Holy Spirit in our lives. That's what needs to happen, right? Because we have the Holy Spirit at salvation the Holy Spirit indwells in you. You, In the moment of salvation, I have the presence of God living inside of me. Now we have to yield and surrender to him inside of us. I think the key, though, for a follower of Jesus in any of those AA or whatever, is understanding, though, I would go in sitting there going, first and foremost, before I say, my name is Ryan and I'm an alcoholic, my name is Ryan, and I'm a beloved son of Jesus Christ, my heavenly father. That's who I am. And I understand I have addiction tendencies, and I need to live into the power of Holy Spirit in my life. Like, I think there, there is. At a point going to this meeting for 20 years, there's a point that you have to recognize your identity in Jesus Christ and the power of Holy Spirit in you. Yeah. And I think that's where we just got to get better at as far as followers of Jesus. Those organiz organizations are great. They're helpful, we just have to know our identity. We have an identity crisis first and foremost as followers of Jesus. In the addiction world, Ryan, you couldn't be more, more right about that because uh, early on before I was born again, before I was saved, I went to a meeting. Uh, it was an AA meeting. It was over in Goshen. And there was a guy there. I was 18 years old. There was a guy there that that week he got his 20-year coin. He'd been sober longer than I had been alive. Okay. So I was really impressed. I was like, whoa. So we had a circuit because you do 90 meetings in 90 days. You go to a meeting seven days a week when you first get out of recovery. It's just, that's what they tell you. I went to that meeting the next week. It was on a Wednesday. And I'm like, hey, where's so-and-so? And the meeting person said, oh, he went back, man. He fell off the wagon. And right there, I was like, this is garbage. <laughs> there is... <laughs> 
and, and the thing that God spoke to me, even though I wasn't even a follower of Jesus at that time, I knew in my mind there's no power here. Everything that that guy had done in 20 years was just sheer willpower. It was sheer human exertion of strength. There was no supernatural change in his life to set him free. Now, that doesn't mean that people who are in recovery, who fall, and they happen to go back and have a drink or, or do a drug or whatever they are, that doesn't mean they're disconnected from God. It means they made a poor choice. But my revelation was I need power in my life to change me because I'm utterly hopeless. I can't do it on my own. Mm-hmm. Which is actually baked in. Your first two steps are realizing yeah. I'm powerless over this. And there's a, a higher power, but I think it's you have to specify what that high, uh, higher power is. It's and only then, Jesus. Right. There's Absolutely. no other. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Thanks for uh, humoring me as we went down uh, a little bit of a rabbit trail. Oh, glad we could humor you. That's right. <laughs> well, not, but I, I think that was a that was a that was a practical practical example. Um, how do you access that power? I mean, you've talked a little bit about surrender. You know, talked, but I mean. Hey, I'm a follower of Jesus. How do I? And I said, Hey, Holy Spirit, like, I need your power over sin. Is it is it that easy? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Two words: yield. Okay, I'm going to say three words, but I mean I, I the first count, and the so third word right. is what I mean by two <laughs> words: yield and surrender. That's it. Now, that seems simplistic, but I'm going to ask you when you say, okay, Jesus, I, I need your power. Do you really mean that, though? That's what I would come back to. Do you really mean that? In that moment, sure, but you haven't surrendered and yielded completely. And I think that literally is the difference. You tap, how do you tap into the power? You have to be fully yielded and surrendered to who Jesus is. And when we do, man, when the Holy Spirit comes alive in you, it's like, there's no way I want to go back to those things. There's no way. But it's 100% all in, full surrender. And I think, in my eyes, what I've assessed through years and years of full-time ministry is that we have a lot of people who want the, if you will, the, I want the good stuff of Jesus. I, I want the, Oh, I'm drawing a blank on well, my I mean, word I mean, right basically now. Like the I spiritual want, version of I want my I want to have my cake and eat it too. Like, yeah. like I want I want yeah, JB. Well, I, I think Ryan, what you're saying, there's a lot of Christians that want to set it and forget it kind of experience with the Holy Spirit. And uh, Paul, in one of the when he talks about being filled, he says, "Be ye being filled." Yeah, it's, it's not a, a one time event. Right. I think Luke said that a couple weeks ago. Yep. I got to ask every day, yep. every day, because I don't know what I'm going to face. I don't have the Holy Spirit's power. I'm, I could do any, any awful thing that any other human on the earth could do. I'm capable of it, but I need God in my life. It's daily. a constant filling, constant filling. But like for me, and I've shared this, my, my quiet times in the morning when it's me sitting in the chair and I open up my prayer life and I sit there and I pray, Holy Spirit, fill me today. But I yield my, my life every morning to the Holy Spirit. And I just, I think all the time, we're just moving too quick. We want the benefits of the, we want the benefits of the kingdom without a full surrender to the king. This, and this, we this, do. This is maybe, maybe a crass reference. So like if we need to edit this out, cause it'll upset me. But I mean, I remember as a, as like a teen, as a young adult, you would hear people reference 
oh, friends with benefits, right? It means you, you get all the quote-unquote good stuff without any of the commitment. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah. kind of a... But we yeah. see that with Israel repeatedly in their history. Absolutely. Where they, would, they would want the blessings of God and they'd want the protection of God, but yet they'd be, what did he say? I saw you under that green tree worshiping <laughs> Ashtoreth or worshiping, you know, whatever, Baal, Molech, whatever it was. God would let him go back. He'd let him go back into captivity. Then they'd come out. It was, it was, yeah. I've, honestly, and he uses those that phrase, Josh. Well, he says yeah, it's whoredom. I mean, it's all the very, King James. Yeah, I mean, marriage and and yeah, a lot of things that we would consider more like sexual references is how they well, we prostitute ourselves. Yeah. Right, that's what it is. And and you see it with people all the time. They come in and their life is hell and they've hit rock bottom. And then and all of a sudden they're like, oh, I want God, I need benefits, right? I, I, I want this for you, whatever. And then they get it for a little bit and then they go back to their old ways again. And it's like, no, you were just in the bottom of the pit and wanted to get out, but you didn't mean it full surrender and yielding. Right. Kind of mm-hmm. kind of that like the stereotypical Oh Lord, if you get me out of this, I'll you know I'll I'll serve you and I'll love you forever. Man, we want fire insurance, or at least or at least until exactly. like things balance out, and right? I'm, you know, and when life is good, I don't need you as much, God, right? Yep. Or in those moments of God came to in big way rescue, you're like, man, I'm gonna God, I promise I'm going to go to church all the time now. I'm going to give you this, and then guess what? You go back to the normal way that you have lived. There has not been 100 percent full surrender and yielding. And that's where there's like, there's almost a, a, a litmus test. You know, you go back to that Charles Stanley quote that we opened with, right? As we mature spiritually, we, we should experience an even greater dependence on God, not less. It's not like, oh, hey, as I get more, you know, we, we think in human terms, you know, as, I, as I mature, as I grow into adulthood, I, I have more freedom. I have... Misindependent. Uh, that's right. I mean, I, I don't have to answer to as many people. So we, we equate maturity with... Uh, a higher degree of autonomy. Yeah. It's so versus, countercultural. Versus right. spiritually, yeah. uh, the more mature we get, uh, the less autonomous we become. Yep. So it is so countercultural to the way that we grow up in this world, right? We grow up from dependence to independence, right? I think every child that you have in your house, you're trying to grow them into, if you will, the society tells you, you grow them to be independent now, go be. Well, now it but doesn't. we've now, grown now, from now independence without God to dependence. Until you're 26 <laughs> years old playing Halo or whatever. Yeah. But it's growing up of like, hey, we are infant. We, we are independent because we don't know who God is in the moment of salvation. Now I need to depend on the Holy Spirit. Every single day, there's an act of dependency. And uh, we just got to live into more of that. That's why I'm really excited about this series is awakening us to this idea of, of tapping into the power. I just... Part of it is there's an awakening that I think is really happening, but I'm just, I'm ready to just allow followers of Jesus to really live in this abundant life that Jesus paid a heavy price for us to live into. And I want to make sure that everyone I come into contact that knows Jesus knows about the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. And by the time you get to heaven, you're sitting there going, man, I, I really tapped into everything that God had for me while I live this little blimp of life here on planet Earth before all eternity, I want your marriage to thrive. I want your relationships to thrive. I want you to beat the power of sin in your life. And it's all possible. It's all possible. Yeah. Well, I want to, I want to close out this, this section on power with another Charles Stanley quote. We'll call that the resource for the day. 
this book, uh, Living in the Power of the Holy Spirit by Charles Stanley. Uh, and he actually has, Ryan, you talked about the way you just, you start, you know, your quiet times. Hey, Holy Spirit, you know, fill me. Charles Stanley has in this book, and I wish I had the book in hand. It's sitting on my desk. Uh, that's my bad. But he actually has a prayer. Like, and it's all about how do you, how do you engage Holy Spirit on a daily basis? Um, for those of you that are like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. I struggle with what to pray. I struggle with what to say. Um, he's got that in there. But I want to share this quote. It says, once you have believed in Jesus and received the Holy Spirit, you can never again say, I can't do that yeah. when God calls you to do something. Because yeah. we can in the power of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. So, I mean, let's bring that back again with sin. Oh, man, I'll just never be able to beat that. I'll just, you know. No, you can. Well, it may, you can't. Holy Spirit working in you can. So, right, right. Yeah. So that's like the bow on the power section, unless you wanted to add more based on that. You nailed it. Well, Charles Stanley nailed it. Like, he's... He's a pretty... But you brought the quote. Pretty so. smart guy. Good so. job. <laughs> yeah, let's live um, into it. Let's live into it. It's there. Let's access it. It's there. Let's tap into it. And let's live this life. Holy Spirit, empowered and filled lives that we can look like Jesus to the world, right? We say here at Radiant Life, live like Jesus. The Holy Spirit points us to Jesus. The Holy Spirit reveals things in us that don't look like Jesus, that can get out so we can look like Jesus to the world. The Holy Spirit points us to Jesus so we can live like him. We need to tap into that. Okay. I want to close uh, just by talking, because I asked, I forgot to set a timer. I have no idea how long we've been going. 37 minutes. 37, okay. okay. Uh, so We're landing the plane. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll close with this. You challenged us to be all in. Regarding Holy Spirit. You know, that's kind of how you were, you were closing the message. What does this look like in real life? How, how do I know? I mean, and again, we've talked, you'll talk stronger. But I mean, practically speaking, how do I know if I'm all in? What does it look like if I'm all in? Uh, I don't know. There's a dependency. I don't, have the cl- I don't have a clear answer for that. But there's a dependency like no other. Man, I, I said on Sunday, I've been more joy-filled and perspective-filled peace-filled than ever. Okay, but, but, right, okay, but right there, you hit on something important, right? Galatians 5, 22, 23. Fruits of the, the fruit Spirit, of the Spirit. Man, there's is, evidence. How does fruit grow? Charles Stanley, he makes this connection, right? Fruit grows. It's not by us, like, working really hard to grow our fruit. It comes by abiding. Yeah. Uh, you, this has been a theme John on the podcast. 15. You know, you, you hang out in the presence of God. Yeah. You hang out with the Holy Spirit. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna see fruit. You just talked about peace. You talked about joy. So these are a couple of those fruits. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. It's the fruits of the Spirit. And uh, not in a prideful way, but I have been shocked on how patient and gentle I've been in when normally I was like, just the other day, I was like, I could totally blow up on this child right now, but I'm not. And they're like, I, I was excited. I was getting giddy. <laughs> like, like I wanted to pat myself on the back. Like, I and I was just like, I, and I literally, I was like, thank you, Lord. Like, no, that's good. Yeah, so, I mean, I, so one way to know whether or not you're all in yeah. is do you have, is there fruit growing in your life? Yeah. You know, it's a great way. Do you see that? Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'll end with one more Charles Stanley quote. This is again, I just, it's I good know. stuff, man. It's good stuff. It's but he, good. he says this, the genuinely spirit filled person well, not in, and again, this is take this and, and weigh it against Scripture, right? Because this is Charles Stanley. Charles Stanley does not carry the same weight as Scripture. But he says, The genuinely spirit-filled person will not be callous towards others, careless or slothful in work, indifferent in responsibility, or satisfied with mediocrity. 
Because God, our creator, does not display any of those qualities in either his creation or in his provision for us. So again, just different things to look at too. Like, man, if we're really living into all, uh, you know, if the spirit of God is in us and manifests in us, uh, in a sense, our lives will exhibit characteristics of God. Is that did I did that yeah. come out right? Yep. I was trying to piece that together. Nope, but, you're good. You're good. So there you go. Well, hey, uh, as we wrap it up, because we're we're at that time. Anything else you want to add about uh, this past week? Things that you were like, oh man, I was hoping you would bring up. I was just, this, you know, but. I just want to reiterate. Let's let's have a let's go in it with an open mind and a blank page. Because I know we we may have some fears and misperceptions. Let's just ask God to help us to reset. Reset and be open to what he has for us. Okay. JB, anything you want to add? Okay. Well, hey, thank you for joining us for episode 45. This is Radiant Reflections, and I want to close this episode by reminding you again, we're nearing episode 50. Shoot us those questions. Email them to podcast at theradiantlife.church. Podcast at theradiantlife.church. And we would love to get your... <laughs> they could be as as... Out as there, serious and goofy as you want, well, whatever I, it is. I already, I have, there's already been a question posed to one of the pastors regarding a quantity of tacos. Uh, so, yes, I mean, quantity of so tacos. we'll see. Ho- hopefully we get some uh, right. a good spread of questions, serious or less serious. But, uh, yeah, there you go. So go ahead and send those questions in. But thanks for joining us. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, share, like. Uh, just get this out there. If this is beneficial to you as you pursue Holy Spirit, then uh, it's very likely this could be beneficial to those that you interact with at work, at home, um, you know, in your family. And uh, yeah, just go ahead and uh, we'd love it if you would share this with those individuals. But we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.